It was 1991, and my sister Krista and I, and our girlfriend Magali and one of her friends, all decided to go to L.A. And um, this was one of our first trips, so this was a big trip for us. Uh, we were all into um, uh, heavy metal music. We were into Metallica and ACDC and Guns N' Roses and Pearl Jam and grunge music. And um, we all held... Um, professional jobs. We were in our, we were 20 somethings, uh, graduated, freshly graduated from college. And, um, this was going to be a big trip for us. So, um, the first, one of the first things that we did was we went to the Arsenio Hall show, which in those days was a big, you know, a big variety show and very popular. And we had heard that Motley Crue was going to be there. So we were excited about that, and we all got dressed up. We were in our thigh-high leather boots and our mini skirts. Um, and in fact, when we got there, there was an MC that held up signs that would tell you when to applaud and and um, when to laugh. And he actually pointed us out and said, "You girls are from out of town." And we said, "Yes, we're from Philly." And he said, see, this is how anyone from out of town thinks that all L.A., all folks from L.A. dress, how they dress. And um, so we were kind of excited about that. Mount um, wound up that Motley Crue was not there. We had the um, guitar granny was there instead. And um, she was likened to Eddie Van Halen. She was really good. Um, she was dressed in this this frilly country dress and she was probably in her 90s and she came out there with an electric guitar and she ripped it. It was great. Um, so needless to say we were just having we were having a great time. We were meeting people. We were going um, uh, to Venice Beach and we saw the guy that played his electric, electric guitar on roller skates and um, uh, we uh, went to Melrose Avenue and Hollywood Hills. We took pictures in front of the Hollywood uh, sign. And um, so when one of our other girlfriends who lived out in L.A. called us and said, hey, I'm going to take you to Whiskey A Go-Go and the Rainbow Club, we were like, yes, this is great. This is the best vacation we've ever had. And... Um, uh, I'll call her Lisa. Um, Lisa came and picked us up at our hotel and um, took, took us, you know, to Whiskey A Go Go first, and um, then we went to the Rainbow Club. And, um, we, you know, we were talking to people, and, and things started to turn around. She started falling, and, and, um, we were like, what? I was like, what is going on? She got really drunk and um, she insisted on driving. And I was like, no, we are not getting in the car with you when you're that drunk. Um, and it just kind of really turned our trip around at that moment. Um, the whole mood was a lot different. And... Um, uh, she insisted that she was going to drive, and I refused to get in the car. We had been talking to a guy in the club, 
and I didn't drive stick shift. She had a stick shift and Magali and my sister did not drive. So, um, uh, and LA, we were far away from, from, you know, our hotel was far away. I wouldn't even known how to get there <laughs> anyway. So, um, uh, we, the guy that we had met at the, at the club, at the rainbow club, we started talking to him and we asked him, we were like, can you drive stick? Would you drive us back to the hotel and then we'll drive you in our rental car uh, back to your place? And we offered Lisa when, you know, he did drive us to, to the hotel and we offered Lisa, look, we're going to drive you home. She refused. She got in the car. And in 1991, it, it wasn't, um, it, you know, there wasn't the, um, I couldn't stop her. Let's put it that way. I mean, I, I just didn't feel that I had the right to stop her at that time. And so, um, we then, the guy who drove us back to the hotel, we drove him back to his place and then we drove back to the hotel. Well, when we got back to the hotel, uh, you know, the one girl had stayed in the, in the room and she had said that, well, Lisa called and, um, evidently her boyfriend had, when she got back to her place, her boyfriend had beat her up and he was in jail. And we, his name happened to be Rocky. Unbelievable. Um, and so we were like, well, why? And he said, and she said, because he thought I was using again. So we didn't understand this. We didn't know what had happened. Well, the next morning, um, we got a phone call, um, I guess, you know, through the, through the front desk, um, from the guy who had dropped us off. And he said he wanted his cocaine. And we were just like, what? Well, then here we found out, it turned out that he found cocaine in her car, thought she was using again, beat her up, and he was now in jail. So evidently this guy, when he was driving us home, had seen a cop, seen a police officer, and dropped, decided that he was going to take the cocaine and drop it on underneath her seat and somehow her boyfriend found it and you know all of this so um our trip was really a lot different than when it had started um so uh at that point you know i just we told this guy we're like look you're not getting it back you 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 know her, her boyfriend found it beat her up the cops came. We don't know what happened to your to your stash. Um, you know, we're really sorry that that happened, but um, you know, there's nothing that we can do. So, of course, we were lucky that we were leaving the next day. But of you know, of course, we were all anxious and worried that this guy was going to come and try and and do something to us, rob us. We didn't know. So, um, we got home. Um, we, we, we left the next day and, um, 
you know, we didn't really find out exactly what happened to Lisa with her boyfriend, but we didn't want to go any further than that or, or get too involved. And, um, uh, you know, after that, I had felt bad because it was me that, this, you know, that made her not drive us. But I was glad that that we at least had, that I at least had done that. And I would continue to do that again, because I, I won't get in a car with someone who's drunk. But of course, <laughs> you know, I also learned a lesson that if you don't know someone, <laughs> probably don't want them driving you home either. So um, it was a hard way to learn a lesson, but we did, but at least I did um, learn that lesson. And um, uh, actually, you know, when we got home, um, uh, there was a, a, a few years later, there was a party and Lisa was there and um, it was really good to see her. And, you know, we didn't, neither one of us even brought it up, either brought it, even brought it up. And, you know, she's a really nice person. And evidently, I didn't realize that she had had that problem um, of addiction and cocaine. And, um, but, uh, I did find out a few years later that she, um, had died. She, uh, was on vacation in, uh, one of the, uh, one of the uh, British Isles or the British, uh, uh one of the, uh, Caribbean islands, uh, and driving on the other side of the road. And we didn't know, you know, we didn't know if she was under the influence, but it was a really sad um, event when I found out that she had died um, in a car crash and she had driven over a cliff. So uh, that whole thing was really unexpected considering how our uh, trip had began. And, um, um, you know, but I, I did learn that I will stick to my guns as far as, you know, going with what your feelings are and uh, not allowing someone that's, you know, intoxicated uh, to drive. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you.